Welcome to the Rivals League Fantasy Football Podcast with Antonio Salvat and Adam Burkhart. Welcome back again, specifically talking about the different leagues that we're in. Uh, I know last episode we discussed a little bit more fantasy, you know, kind of wide information, talking about the NFL. And now we're going to talk about the leagues. Again, I am here with my co-host or, um, you know, sometimes the missing man, Adam Burkhart. Yeah, sorry guys, missed a few pods. Yeah, well, it happens. And then uh, we're also back with Mr. Matt Harsh himself. What up? <laughs> is that so you don't forget my name? <laughs> it is. That's exactly what I imagine. Hope it, it is. works. Hey, you know, everyone's going to remember that now. That is true. Yeah. I'd be worried if they didn't already know it, but I'm glad we <laughs> I got, got that covered. There you go. Hey, that's how we do it. And then, okay, so let's just jump in. Uh, this is going to be a less of a quick question and just more of a question that I think we all wanted to talk about a little bit more in depth, which is from each league, I want you guys to pick one team with a winning record that you think that's going to miss the playoffs. And I think I'm going to shoot to you there, Adam. That's a difficult one. I'm going to jump right into the sweetness. Uh, I think maybe that's because I'm bitter and I'm two and five right now, and I'm I'm hitting that womp struggle womp. bus. Yeah, struggle bus. Uh, but I'm going to pick <laughs> the team that I thought was the, probably the worst team at the draft, but somehow I think sprinted out to like a four and one uh, lead in the league. And that is Patrick. Lights, Kamara, Daction. So, yes, he does have Dak Prescott, um, but I I still think there's just some problems in that offense. Um, Outside of Zeke, I I don't love uh, Amari Cooper or Dak. But uh, so his roster right now, he does have Alvin Kamara. But well, with I mean, those you, ankle I, injuries and things like that, with a guy I, that small, I'm I think concerned. he's gonna. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think Kamara's gonna have a big rebound, especially when Breeze comes back. Uh, so I, I think Alvin Kamara's gonna be really good for his team, just like I think. I, I'm saying he should be. He should be. Um, Aaron Jones, there. He's been great. It's a little bit muddy backfield, but he has been great. Even he's been though great. He has some serious regression coming. If you look at the touchdown numbers. Well, but um, not only that, he. You know, I do think that it's going to end up turning into more of a fifty-fifty split. Yeah, and then you go down, and he has Julian Edelman, which is great. Good. But after Julian Edelman. I'm not a fan of Brandon Cooks right now. He's not being utilized. Maybe that's some poor golf play, whatever you want to contribute it to. I think it's hard to have Cooks as your two, especially when you have Jarvis Landry as your three. Um, That Browns team we covered in the last pod has been Been pretty rough. Shit. And then you move in. His starting tight end is a carousel every week. Right now, it's Kyle Rudolph. And uh, that was just that was just bad luck when he lost. uh, I got a little. Little uh, little luck because the Thursday night game already happened, but Kyle Rudolph <laughs> put a big old badass three point two up, and oh, then man. oh he's got Daryl Henderson, poor Will Disley, like Daryl was... Henderson in uh. the flex, and I know you're gonna go oh okay well everybody has bye weeks, the only person he has on bye right now is Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean otherwise I mean... he's still holding the dream for McCole Hardman. He's still on Daryl Williams. Um, Demarius Thomas, I think, could have some value, a nice stash. But I mean, I, I think there's, there's nobody some, I, I on don't his wanna, bench. I definitely don't want to give him too much help here, but I do feel like there's some players on his bench that I would actually put in in his flex instead of who he has. But I think uh, there's some again, players on his bench that I might put on the waiver wire and I, go Matt, grab somebody. Matt, else. jump in here. What are your two cents? What are you thinking? 
I just I agree with the waiver wire. I, there's a lot of players that probably because they're all backups for the most part. Not all of them, but I mean, Williams is dependent on someone getting hurt. Um, Hardman could have a big game. Just you know, it depends because they've been rolling them out, and maybe with more that might work. But again, it, there's a lot of questions and not anything out there. With that said, I don't know necessarily who we'd pick up off the waiver wire. See, I, I actually think Michael Hardman is droppable now because once Tyreek Hill came yes. back, he completely lost his position. Uh, I think that's more the people that are, are going to be more are the uh, are Robinson and uh, Watkins. Even though I really don't like Watkins, I never have. Um, well, that you, you just like, don't know. It's just coin flips. You know? Who does he pick up? I mean, who does he put? You know, who does he drop and who does he pick up? I think that's a good question. At a certain point, you're just kind of like, well, I'm going to keep him here because hey, I feel there's you. nothing else out there. I, I'm well, in the same boat. Know? Not to yeah. help him, but I definitely would have rolled with the Van Stance versus Miami over uh, Kyle Rudolph this week. But that's just me. Uh, Too late. Mm, yeah, I mean, I feel like... Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, hindsight being 2020, I'm pretty sure Vance McDonald will get more than three points. <laughs> you would think, but he might not. Um, so, okay, so here, let's that jump that. to you, Matt. Who's your, who's What's your team uh, for the sweetness? I think we'll just stick to the sweetness, and then we'll jump over to the Dicka. We all know and love this team name, just as we all love and Tony, um, but I'm going to pick Trump Trubisky 2020. <laughs> uh, Hell! Uh, that's not good news for me. <laughs> um. I didn't even realize this until I was looking at it again. What really sets it out? I was gonna make. I was gonna go on a big tangent about Mixon, but as a Miami Dolphins fan, I see here that you're starting Tannehill, and I just think to myself, uh, I'll be honest. I'm starting Tannehill. Thinking? I'm starting Tannehill, and if I win, if I beat Adam he with just Tannehill, wants to rub it in my face. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm going to remember this moment, and I'm gonna make a clip, and I'm gonna play this every once in a while of Tannehill beat Adam. You know, and that's fine. Either way, like it's funny either way. I just don't <laughs> trust it because again, he's he's not good. <laughs> I don't disagree. Better than Mariota right now, probably, but not enough. Okay, to okay. Well, th- this was my <laughs> dilemma, and I am not going to. Ch- I I'm rolling with Tannehill, but I who would you rather play? Like uh, uh, Daniel Jones? Yeah, or probably. Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to say no comment. I'm going to say Tannehill against Tampa Bay because, again, it's Tampa Bay, whereas Daniel Jones has yeah, been but garbage been for tricky. the last few weeks. They've been, they've been shut down a couple of you know, quarterbacks, so it could be – we'll Ooh. see. We'll see. The, I literally, I, out of all the games that they played, there's only been one quarterback that hasn't had a top 12, a, wide, a QB1. Yeah, that was uh, Cam Newton. <laughs> well, yeah, injury. But that's the problem is that – Bad quarterbacks go to town on Tampa Bay, and Ryan Tannehill is a bad quarterback. So, I think, and plus, I, think I got nothing else. I, I'm not going to defend things. myself too much. I mean, you could keep, keep if it keep wasn't the Tennessee it. offense, I would agree with you. But with the Tennessee offense still featuring Henry, I, I just don't see those touchdowns going to Tannehill. And I think without touchdowns, there's just no way to be positive about them. Uh, I'm viewing this like uh, what was it like Perfecto's uh, Kirk Cousins game where he got him ten points, and I'd be happy as hell to get ten points from Tannehill. Well, then hey, yeah. that's a smart hedge then. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't want to get negative points because I could totally see Daniel Jones give a negative, and I just don't want to take that risk. I need as many points as I can possibly get, and even if it's just a safe floor against that. Joe Mixon as your second running back. Hey, he is a fantastic talent on one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. That may be true, but the <laughs> on the worst offenses you've ever seen trumps it. That's does he trump Trubisky it? He does. 
Trump to it's a team up. <laughs> Neil's ideal team up a Trump. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've made some moves here and there, um, especially with this team that haven't exactly worked out to my favor. Like I probably should have played Adrian Peterson over uh, Joe Mixon because hell, Peterson got me double digit points against Minnesota. Who the fuck would have thought? I think you probably should have just played Madison. <laughs> uh, should I have mixing? Yes, really. Should I have a whole, I will, I will, a whole four? Uh, oh, I, I will say this: if that is, if that turns out to be true, I'm really sorry for you. If that turns really out to sad. be true, that is that um, really hurts. That's oh man, that hurts. And then yeah, I could still hurts. lose to him, where Mixon puts up less points. He's starting Tannehill, and I still lose. And That's see, just you know, a stamp on my season. I, I, you know, I really hope you're wrong because I have the highest points forced in 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 the league by a lot so i'm really hoping that all of a sudden my team just doesn't fall off a fucking cliff because that would that would be really heartbreaking and i would want to just quit fantasy football <laughs> okay <George. laughs> all right, everyone start your prayers it's going to all right well my team because moving away from any of that garbage is um <laughs> is I, my team for the sweetness currently sitting at four and three is actually kenny's team and kenny's team is the just looking at it, I, I don't view it as bad. I just view it as un- unfortunately kind of mediocre with a bunch of big names. The exception to that, however, is Lev Bell. I think his schedule towards the end of the year is going to be great. But again, you know, as the footballers like to say, Mister B Hole, um, is he actually going to use him in those situations? And so far, I'd actually be kind of optimistic that he will have good games. Tom Brady has a really strange schedule coming up where it's like every other game is a hard one. So I don't believe Tom Brady is going to, you know, be the, you know, QB three or I think technically right now he's the QB six. I I don't see that staying that way. And then Keenan Allen is hurt and probably, you know, at least if I'm lucky, um, for, and myself and everyone else is lucky in the dick. Uh, Keenan Allen won't play because Adam has him. Oh man! And then uh, Stefan Diggs. Take your been, shots. Stefan Diggs has been pretty good. Uh, he 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 had a good game. And then of course, whenever I see having to start Corey Davis, which I understand because I had to start Joe Mixon, as was stated before. Well, you're starting Tannehill, so you got to have yeah. some faith. Exactly. In Davis this week. Right, but Corey Davis, on the other hand, just makes me want to vomit. Um, so oh oh. Just now, does Corey vomit. Davis make you want to vomit or their use of him? Because, he, I mean, the reality oh, no, is no, no, it no. was you're, the you're quarterbacks right. being peppering. I mean, the guy looks you're like right. he has freakish talent. It's not like these balls are all banking off his hands. No, you are right. They're uh, landing 10 Mariota, yards away from him. We figured out that Mariota, you know, there was the whole question. What was it? that Who was going to have the better career, Mariota or Jameis Winston? And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jameis Winston, by a sliver, they're both trash. So I think um, it's funny. There were a lot of Bears fans that were upset that we didn't trade up for Mariota that year. And instead, we traded up for Trubisky. And they're the same person. I mean, I actually, you know, I would, as a Packers fan, I'd absolutely love for the Bears to have Mariota because that would be entertaining as fuck. Um, like it has been with Trubisky. So I don't think it's all that different, is my, is my I, thing. I, I agree. But I mean, this is where, where Kenny is at. His team is okay. I mean, if Keenan Allen comes back and plays like the wide receiver one he did at the beginning of the year, Stefan Diggs plays like he's been playing the last couple of weeks. Um, Lindsay starts getting the majority of the carries. Le'Veon Bell's great schedule pans out. Um, like his team could be great. But unfortunately, I see with the way things are going, um, 
I see him, you know, potentially getting going to 500 or possibly having that losing record, even with Amari Cooper on the bench, who I who I personally love. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I don't know how things are going to go, especially with that. I mean, have you seen that playoff schedule uh, for like Amari Cooper, for instance? Man, it's rough. I mean, just look at this: Week Ten, Minnesota, Twelve, New England, Thirteen, Buffalo, Fourteen, Chicago, Fifteen, the Rams, Sixteen, Philadelphia. Sixteen's beautiful. Sixteen's beautiful. If you, if you can you make have, it all the way there, he might eat. It but is fantastic. He also might be dinged up. Yeah, no shit. So, all right, let's move over to the Ditka. Who wants to go first for, for the Ditka? I think you know. Wait, sorry, we went with Adam last time. Let's go with you, Matt. I knew you were going to pick me. Of course, you're one of three people, and I'm not going to pick myself. It wouldn't be personal at all. No, no, no. no. All right. Uh, so in the Dicka, um, please don't say you're not I, picking me again. I thought about it. It was quite close, <laughs> but I decided that would be unfair to Tony, as you know. And so I went with uh, Perfecto's team on this one, uh, mostly just because I think one of the big things is having Cohen as one of the, like a starting, like you know, one of the top two RBs on the team. It, he's just that both the running backs. You can have him Montgomery on my team. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with those guys? Um, they run him weird. I, he's yeah. It's just it's kind of it's a tough one to have to rely on. Um, Did you hear what happened this week with Nagy? No. Where he said I'm he's going to start pl- calling the play calls because apparently Nagy hasn't been calling the offensive plays, which I f- struggle to believe. But apparently yeah, he hasn't that. been. And he said, obviously I'm going to run more. I'm not an idiot. And everybody was dying because they're like, how is that not just a direct insult to your offensive coordinator? It, it, it completely is. <laughs> and there, there's some analysts who are saying, hey, that's what happened in Kansas City. Kareem Hunt had some down games. Nagy took over and then went run heavy. And that's when he came back out. So maybe that's good news for Montgomery. To me, I don't think you're going to have good news for Montgomery until Trubisky is consistently able to throw the ball downfield. Well, not, not only, I mean, not only that, have you looked at the Bears' schedule? Um, it's not great. It's no. weird. It's all over the place. Like, you got the Chargers, who realistically should be able to be run all over. Um, but you got Philadelphia, who actually is really good against the run. You got Detroit, who's good against the run. You got the Rams, who are decent against the run. Even the Giants are weirdly decent against the run. And then you got Detroit again. And so then you got Dallas, Green Bay, and Kansas City. So Kansas City, again, great matchup if you can make it to Week 16 with with uh, any of the Bears players, um, or at least the Bears running backs. Um, I think, Matt, you have one of those running backs, don't you? I do. That's why I'm commiserating here. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, you know. Hey. Hey, it, it happens, right? You know. Did somebody tell Perfecto it's not a PPR league? Because he's still got <laughs> Cohen starting every week. <laughs> hey, I mean, w- would you rather he start Kenyon Drake? Or yes. Jamal Williams. Oh, I would not. I would rather. At least you're pretty much guaranteed Cohen's going to get a couple of passes. I um, guess, but right now, you know, with Fitzmagic going, I think there's a chance. Plus, hey, Kenyon Drake? That trade rumor's out there, and I could see him going to the Lions and then kind of taking oh, yeah. over a little bit. I think that'd that be would a great be. Fit. Th- I think that'd be fantastic, uh, yeah. especially since I didn't get Ty Johnson uh, in any of the leagues. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it, well, and the thing is, that then, then you look at you, you look at Perfecto's team with, unfortunately, with the the quarterback uh, change or at least uh, Matt Ryan being hurt for now. I mean, that can't help Julio Jones's you know value, no. and then. You know, I still wonder if AJ Green's ever ever going to come back, which I think would also help Tyler well, Boyd's. So I mean, I think he's kind of in a situation where he needs a he needs some people to start coming back for uh, his team to really kind of start performing. Which 
I don't know that it will, even though, hey, I, I can't say that I don't love Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I would say Lamar Jackson, that's, you know, it's going to be a rough week getting him back. Like I said, he's a, he was a sneaky uh, quarterback out of late, and you're able to get a quarterback that was, what, probably the 10th off the board and number one, I think, right now? Or he, number car- top five. he carried perfected to some big wins early in the season. Yep, yeah. I, 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 I'm in the same boat. So, all right, so I, I guess I'll go next with, in the Ditka, I, I got uh, Keith. Um, he's currently 4-3 and three right now. And some of the things, I mean, his team, if you look at his team, the first thing that stands out is he has nothing but fucking studs everywhere on his team. Problem is, is all these studs have been the underperforming studs. I mean, he happens to have all of the underperforming studs. He has ODB. He has Juju. um, He has AJ Green, who still hasn't come back. uh, And Damian Williams. I mean, Damian Williams was, I mean, that was such a hit. I mean, his keeper. And so he has some, I mean, his team looks great. He just happened to unfortunately pick a bunch of guys that just have not performed. And unfortunately, if you haven't looked at it, you know, Derrick Henry, his, his schedule to end the year is brutal. Like straight up brutal. Like he, you have Tampa Bay this week. He should have a monster game at Tampa Bay for the most part. You got Carolina, Kansas City, a bye. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and then the Oakland, Houston, and New Orleans, who've all been sneaky against the run. And so I, I honestly – I could see Derrick Henry being in a bad way. Uh, so, I mean, you got Cooper Cup. You always got a chance. You got Austin Hooper, who's been a monster. Hooper has been balling out. Monster, monster. But the and Falcons he, are another one. Once they get to the playoffs, week 14, 15, 16, Carolina, San Fran, Jacksonville. Yeah, that's Obviously, rough. Jacksonville's not the same without Ramsey, but you know what? They still are fairly stout. They still got a decent defensive line. Uh, and on top of that, Keith made his first trade of the year, which I actually think was – a fantastic trade. I, I really, really appreciate it because I think the 49ers defense is easily the. I mean, is second to the New England Patriots. Yeah. I think that huge upgrade, huge upgrade. Oh yeah, there. that was that was a great move. Great move. He realized his starting D this week was not going to work out. He nope. went made a move. I know he does like Greg Olson, um, but I, you know what, Austin can carry him, and I think that was a brilliant move. Yep. I yeah, you know I. I have to agree. He has some like when you got Austin Hooper, like you don't need to hold on to two. Two tight ends. So unfortunately for me, I, I do think Keith is in for kind of a long, uh, hard road unless Odell Beckham and Juju all of a sudden start turning it around, which unfortunately I haven't seen a whole lot to suggest that that's going to happen. And I, I think Odell will post the New England game. I just, I mean, Juju's just one that I don't think is going to turn it around. And yeah, it's another situation with James White. Anytime you have a New England backfield, it's a roll of the dice. So I maybe mean, he comes up big again. They do like using him late in the season. Well, and uh, I mean, so far it's weirdly been Sony that gets the goal and carries. So, I mean, James White's <laughs> touchdown potential has just gone down. Um, he has yeah. been the pillar of consistency, nine and ten points every single week. Which you know what, as a flex, that's not it's terrible. not terrible. But unfortunately, it's also not going to you know it's definitely not going to win you any weeks. It's just not going to lose you any. Um, so okay, I think what we got one team left right there. Yeah, um, you know I was very close to saying Jake's squad just because of the Pittsburgh issues um, and some wide receiver questions outside of Mike Evans. But I'm actually going to go ahead and uh, insult the team that just defeated me as I shit the bed in Week 7, and I'm going to say that I do not believe Frank's team will make the playoffs. Interesting. Is this just pure spite? 
Uh, you know, part of it's spite because he was uh, a little vague about his desire to trade Chase Edmonds and never got back to me. But um, you know what? It really comes down to the fact that his wide receiver core is a struggle bus. He does oh, have Zeke and he has Marlon Mack to anchor the team. If Matt Ryan's ankle heals up, hey, he's got a decent quarterback there. He has Kyler Murray to back him up. So he's sure there. But just like last year in the Ditka, his ride receiver core is a problem. Robert Woods yeah. would have been great, but he just isn't being utilized the same way as he was before. I will say I thought there was progression coming for Woods considering he seemed like he kept getting touchdowns on these huge splash plays that just were, were more of a breakdown on the defense than a great move by him. Um, he has Robbie Anderson. We know that has not worked out well this year. Great player. It's just uh, it has maybe if worked. he gets traded like they've been talking so about. So that that would be another that would be a bonus. But again, a traded wide receiver, it's going to take time to acclimate. Um, a little. But the thing is, Robbie for, Anderson doesn't exactly. To yeah. I was going to say Robbie Anderson doesn't exactly run routes. He just Run runs to the post, straight ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, and hey, I love scary. Terry, he's had a couple rough matchups. He's, he's got one or two more bad weeks, and I think things turn around a little bit for Washington and opens up more. Um, but he has <laughs> not a Haskins no, keeps He to has play. no tight end answers. He just rolled the dice. Kyle Rudolph this week. Um, Jason Witten on his bench, I don't think is a solution even when he comes back. But you know who he does have, right? Oh yeah, he the, has the cryo the man, number one defense in history. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Antonio Brown being on the bench there. No, you're talking about his best. No, I'm actually talking about players that play. No, absolutely. No, the Patriots defense. He's got them, and he's been riding them, and he choke slammed me with them last week. Well, and interestingly enough, I honestly think that this is going to be um, one of the toughest matchups that the Patriots actually have, um, with the exception of. I'm really interested to see what it looks like in Baltimore. I was going to say Baltimore and and Kansas City. Baltimore I'm and really Kansas interested City to late. see about both of those, but other than that, I, I feel like it's going to be smooth sailing for the Patriots' defense for him. So unless you know you're you're outscoring every other team's defense by twenty points, twenty five points sometimes, um, that that's huge. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. with that wide receiver core, I mean, he has a what nothing but wide receiver two, wide receiver threes right there, and he just doesn't have anyone who's going to get him consistent. He doesn't have the firepower week. there. And maybe it's some wishful thinking because, yeah, if he does make into the playoffs and New England has Kansas, I mean, has uh, Cincinnati in week 15, they could put up 30 points quite easily against Andy Dalton. Uh, That would be a huge, huge bonus for him if he gets there. But uh, he's got to be one of those teams where, hey, if David Johnson is. I don't even want to say it, but if he is out for an extended period of time, more That's than huge. like one or two weeks, and yeah. he has Chase Edmonds, Zeke, and Marlon Mack with the New England defense, it might not matter what it his might wide not, especially especially is. and if Matt Ryan comes back and actually plays like he's been playing. So I mean, it's. Anytime you're picking a, a team that's doing well in the league and you know guessing who's going to miss, it's a bit of a dart well, throw. And, but and I want to be clear too, like with these, th- this was a hard question. Not that we actually think any of these teams are really going to tank, and I, I want to be clear about that. I don't, not that we really think any of these teams are all of a sudden going to fall off a cliff and tank. Um, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but. It was uh, a difficult one. Yeah, no, this was a hard yeah. one. I felt this... like it was actually a pretty fun one to, to do for from our end. And, you know, hopefully this will at least give you a little bit of insight and maybe where you guys need to make a little changes. Uh, for right now, really quick, I want to actually address something, but we're already past time, is I want to actually talk about the prize pools in, uh, you know, both leagues. I know, Adam, you just 
uh, updated uh, a big list in the Ditka. Do you want to go over that real fast? Yeah, so I apologize, guys. I was a little behind there. Uh, the Eliminator. So far, the only individuals that are left in the Eliminator are myself, Matt, Tony. No coincidence with the pod, I promise. Um, <laughs> Frank and Keith. Those are the only five members of that league that are still left at all teams that are on the winning side of the equation as far as the standings. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see who uh, who gets knocked out this week and who you know lasts until week eleven. Yeah, and uh, I, I think just moving over to the uh, to the sweetness over to the auction, uh, we already got seven teams out, and I haven't exactly. I know you you just looked at the the teams that were still uh, in it in the Ditka, and I should have probably done that ahead of time because I know we got a number of teams that are still in it, and I know uh, I am one. Adam, you barely made it by. You know, Skin of your teeth last time. Uh, Matt, you were also in there. So, again, no coincidence, I suppose. Hey, what's uh, that say? That's a 2-5 and five team in the Ditka. There's no team with a losing record that is still in it. Correct. And, and well, actually, uh, in the Sweetness, there's a couple of teams like that. Dan's team is still in it. Uh, and I think there is uh, – is there one more that's still in it? Uh, and there Demo. should be, yeah. And Demo, no, actually, Demo isn't. Ooh, sorry, Demo. I just, bow, I just bow, did that. I just bow. did that to you. Um, Demo so, so, was bounced in both leagues. Usually, he's going toward the end there. I th- no, it's I, it's me, you, um, Adam, Matt, Frank, and Dan that are actually left in the auction. So be on the lookout for those four teams, teams in both leagues. The same. Wow. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Uh, I'm very happy to still be in it, and hopefully this is not my last week <laughs> in either one of them. But you know, shit happens. If so, it is, uh, are you gonna wear a Tannehill jersey? Uh, if it is, uh, uh, wear a Tannehill jersey. Um, <laughs> I, was about to say, I have one. I might burn a Tannehill jersey. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking wear it. But uh, all right. Uh, any anything you want to say about the Eliminator or any of those things? Because Matt, you are still in it. Mr. Sacco himself uh, in one is still in the Eliminator. In pretty both good leagues. bounce back here, my guy. Yeah, no kidding. Sure. The Devil's hard. Toe did you well? Yeah, I did. I must have given you strength. It was like it was like that whole like I was on a vision quest. Last prize pool thing. Last prize pool thing I'll mention for the Ditka um, is the top weekly score. I hold currently at one ninety point five, but I don't see that number standing. I'm hoping I can beat it, but traditionally it's like a two oh seven, two thirteen, two twelve benchmark. So Usually it ends up one I'm interested. Game. Yeah, I'm interested to see who's going to be the team uh, that blows up. Well, and, and just. Kind of going off of that. In the auction, it's me uh, with the high score uh, with 178.3, which I definitely don't think is going to stand. And I'm really hoping that mine, you know, that I, you know, hey, maybe I'll get lucky and hold on to it, but I doubt it. So we'll see kind of what happens. Because I think in general, even comparison to the Ditka, the auction league um, scores have been actually a little bit lower um, in general than the high scores in the Ditka. So I'm not sure why, but maybe it's because we all have a bit more balance. I'll, yeah, I'll put this out there because you were making fun of me before about possibly losing to you in the auction with Ryan Tannehill starting. Yeah. If I lose to you with Ryan Tannehill starting and you put up the top points for the year, I will buy a signed Ryan Tannehill jersey and wear it for the draft. That would be fantastic. That's I think awesome. we should all root for that to happen because I, I want to see that. So, all right, guys. Well, it was fun. Thanks again for joining us, Matt. And I think you're actually going to be back with us next week. And I think um, uh, the Bad Beat King himself is going to be joining us. It's so going to be an orgy, man. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot Bring of it. dude talk. 
That's what we do. I'm gonna, br- <laughs> I'm gonna bring the canola oil. All right, hey, let's lube up, and you know we'll see you next time, guys. All right. Take it. Bye. Bye.